What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. Alrighty, so I want to say thanks again to everyone who joined in this week to listen. Got a very special guest this week, my main man, Sean. What's going on, Sean? What's good, Bonds? How you think is? Dude, I'm doing great, man. It's it's great to hear from you, bro. You know, we were catching up a little bit before we started recording, man. It's it's awesome to hear how how well you're doing, man. And you know, Thank you, you said a little bit over it's two and a half years clean, right? Yeah, man. It's it's a blessing to be here. You feel me? Because uh yeah, man, I come from Baltimore, Maryland. So like when I was in the city, bro, like it was it was just like it was always a fast life for me. Yeah. You know, and by me being 37 now, I've been in Baltimore, Maryland all my life. So to be to be on the eastern shore around the water, slow pace, uh, like everything is not so loud. You feel me? Everything calm on this side. So I'm able to to focus more and do whatever I need to do as far as my recovery. So yeah. things have been great for me, man. Hell yeah, man. Dude, well, I want to I want to express my gratitude, man. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. You know, you've always been, you know, you've always been a big part of my recovery, man. I met you early on in my recovery and, you know, the rest is history almost, right? Like, you know, you've yeah. you've definitely helped me out in a lot of a lot of places, man. You show me that wisdom, that guidance. Um, yeah. I think when I met you, you had right around one little bit over one year clean when I met you. Um, and I it was think, awesome, man. When I met you, I was I was looking I, up to guys like you. Yeah, I think it was under a year because I, re- I remember you went to my first year anniversary. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, definitely. No. Hell yeah. But yeah, man. So thank thanks again for coming on the pod. Yeah, man. It's it's definitely been a long time coming, bro. So, you know, I'd love for you to hop on, share your experience, strength and hope. And, you know, we can see where the convo takes us, man. So I'll let you take it away. All right. OK. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm Sean King. You feel me? Uh, my clean date is May the 13th, 2021. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, South Baltimore, Cherry Hill to be exact. But um, yeah, man, like I've I've been everywhere in Baltimore, Maryland. And, um, and like thank God for Narcotics Anonymous, man. Thank God that I was able to change my people, places, and things because like um if I wasn't able to change my people, places, and things, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Um, You know, getting two years and a half clean, you feel me? When I remember them days, I couldn't go 
shit, five minutes without taking a drink, you know? So for me to have two years and to have clean, man, like, it's nothing but God, you feel me? And me doing whatever I needed to do through my process and not call this anonymous. So I'm definitely grateful for that, man. Um, Yeah, but to give you a little backstory on me for real, um, like I said, I come from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, um, my, my drinking really started like around when I was like 19 years old. Um, when I was in Baltimore, like I was, uh, I was doing the, the rap music or whatever. Um, when I first met my manager or whatever, we used to go to parties and stuff like that. And he had always told me like, um, like, yeah, man, you need a drink before you go to the club, man. It's going to make you feel better. Yeah. I mean, make you feel smooth with the ladies going to dance with you just that. And the third. So I always told him like, man, I don't like drinking. Like, like, I just hated the taste of it. You feel me? Like it just, like, it, it just wasn't for me. Like I didn't like it the smell of it. I didn't like it, how it would go down in my system or whatever. But he was like, man, you just got to take your time with it. And then once you take your time with it, you know, peer pressure, stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> That's what so, it sounds like, man. Yeah, he definitely pressured me into doing it. And then, like, it was crazy because when I first started drinking, man, um, um, it became, like, uh, a turn up, like, every day for real. As far as the situations with me, um, going out partying, uh, different clubs and stuff like that, meeting different women and all that. So like at the beginning, man, like it was fun, but then um, it came to the point where, man, like I was just getting in trouble, uh, with like numerous occasions, um, getting arrested back to back, um, doing things under the influence that I didn't even remember. You feel me? Just getting myself in situations that was like bad for real. And um, so like I was in and out of jail, in and out of jail, um, hanging out with the wrong crowds, um, getting myself in certain situations to where as though I wouldn't have never did it if I was under the influence of alcohol. But um, yeah, man, I was just in some dark places um, a lot of times, man. And I just felt like it was always time for change. And um, in Baltimore, like I've been to like numerous of uh like recovery houses and treatment facilities and stuff like that. But I always seen myself always going back to them same places, the same people. And um, they would influence me to start drinking again, but I can't always blame it on them. You feel me? Cause at the end of the day, um, I feel like I, I should have known better to remove myself from these places. But at the end of the day, like that's just what it was. Like I will always get about six months clean. That was the longest I ever got in Baltimore. And then after mm. that, it would, it would be like, you feel me? I get the car, I get the little apartment, I get the girlfriend, you feel me? I get my materialistic things like the jewelry and stuff like that, the uh, the clothes. And then um, around like my birthday time, it'd be like, okay, time to party. And then like back to the drinking. And they used to always say, man, like um, when you go back to the same person you used to be as far as using, you, you, you lose everything. And, like, I had this thing in the back of my head, like, man, I ain't losing everything. Like, they don't know what they talking about. And you're going to hit that bottom. And then, like, every time, like, I would really hit that bottom. And, like, it was crazy to me. Because I'd be like, man, how did I just buy this car? And the whole time, like, the car just disappeared out the blue. Or how did I just get this place? And now I'm getting evicted, you feel me? And my clothes is out on the streets. Like, and these was like brand new clothes that was like gone, people stealing them. Like it was just crazy. Like, 
you lose everything when you go back to the act of addiction. Well, I don't know about everybody, but I know about me. <laughs> I know about my story, you know. Right. I would yeah. lose everything, man. Like, I, like even like relationships with family and stuff like that. Like, mm. I would, I would burn a lot of bridges. You feel me? It's crazy because sometimes, like, even through your act of addiction, you lose these people, and then it's like when you get your life together, uh, you still lose them because at the end of the day, they don't understand of you getting clean, and then I mean, you, they don't understand as far as being in your addiction, and then when you get clean, they think like you better than them, or like, no, nah, man, I'm just a changed man. I thought this is who you wanted me to be. <laughs> you right. feel me? I just don't take a lot of bull crap at no more. So like, that's just how it is with me. But um, yeah, man. Like I like I said, man. The people, places, and things was the biggest thing for me. Um, so my stepmother. Um, um, I thank her. Uh, you feel me? She has about fifteen years clean. I think you seen her at my first anniversary. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and my mother like. They encouraged, they encouraged me to go to Warwick Manor, and um, I appreciate Warwick Manor, too. And the crazy thing, like, that's where I went to treatment for 28 days. I um, I got to Eastern Shore. Like, I didn't know anything about the Eastern Shore when I first got here. When I first got here, man, only thing I seen was, like, trees, woods, water. And I'm like, man, like, I'm far away from the city. Like, what am I going to do out here? But, um... Yeah, they just gave me a shot of hope to go somewhere and do something different. So after my 28 days, um, I graduated from Warwick Manor. But they um my counselor kept telling me, like, oh, Sean, like, we feel like you should stay in Eastern Shore. And I'm like, I don't want to stay in Eastern Shore. Like, I want to go back home. I want to go back to Baltimore City. I want to see my girlfriend. Like, because <laughs> she was one of the she was one of the main reasons why I went to treatment. And it's crazy because like, um, one thing can like a person can be, you feel me, like uh your inspiration or whatever to go to treatment to get your life together, but along the road it can be something different. You feel me? Like it was Absolutely. a girl. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a girl at the beginning, but now I felt I feel now like it's for me. You yeah. feel me? Because if I don't do it for me, nothing around me is going to be successful successful as far as my life and stuff like that. So now I do it for me so everything around me can be great around me, you know? Everything not going to be peaches and cream every day. But as long as I stay clean and I'm open-minded, I know I can do whatever is possible. Um, so, yeah, they suggested me to stay in the Eastern Shore. Um, I went in a recovery house in Eastern. I was in there with four guys, one room, bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was crazy bonds like at the beginning. It was really crazy, but um, it gave me a, not a lot of willingness to whiz, though, like at, at the beginning. Things can be very uncomfortable, but you got to be uncomfortable to get comfortable. I think that's what they say or whatever. But um, I was uncomfortable when I first got here, but it just got me to realize like, OK, like I'm in recovery. Um, I've had some hard times in the city. Um, I'm in a new place, so I got to find a way to uh, live a, a new way of life. So um, once I got to the Eastern Shore, like um, I basically, man, um, I got my stepping stone. It was my first job working at Sea Watts. It was at a warehouse. I was I was making like about $14 an hour, which was rough, you know, <laughs> but I was willing to work that job because I knew better days was coming. Um, 
uh, we had a, a bike trail by Easton. So uh, I worked from four in the evening to 12 at night. I would have to walk the bike trail. It was my job was like 25 minutes away. I had to walk the bike trail back and forth to work, back and forth to work. Um, like I was telling you, I got my oil business going on. I would sell oils at work, you know, to, to get extra money in my pocket. Um, go to 90 and 90 meetings to where as though um when I go into meetings, like, hey, I'm Sean, I need some help. Like, who can guide me through my process? Who can networking and resources was my biggest things. So um I did that. Um I stayed in Eastern for about a quite while. And then um um God blessed me um with a situation to where as though um I got with my child support counselor and she uh she helped me get my license back. Cause when I first got out here, man, I ain't have a birth certificate. I didn't have a social security card. I didn't even have an ID. So um, I already knew my license was suspended or whatever, but they were suspended for about a year and a half. So she called me one day like, yeah, Mr. King, um, you know that your um, license is suspended, but we can get them unsuspended because you are working now and we're going to help you through your process as far as getting your license back. So I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like, ain't no ain't no use to me trying to get no license and I can't even get a car. But the crazy thing, like my mother, she had some hope for me. So she was willing to give me a car because she had another car. And the girl that I'm with to this day, uh, she uh, my car was in Baltimore. So she got the car. And. She bought the car back to the Eastern Shore for me. I took her back to Baltimore. Then I came back to the Eastern Shore and I had a car. I had some transportation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bro, so it's, it's so it's such a beautiful thing to see how, you know, taking things one step at a time, stuff wow. just like that, man. That's that's a perfect example of how stuff really starts falling into place. One um, step at a time, and they say one day at a time. Yeah. And that's exactly how I was doing it. And um yeah, so um, so I left Treehouse. I I I said Treehouse, Lord. So I left uh, <laughs> I left Sea Watts, right? And then um, I started working at a job called Alfina. And then, and then from Alfina, I started working at um, they gave me a job in Cambridge, um, at a G. So uh, Mike from the Gratitude House, shout outs to Mike. He was uh, he was telling me he was like um. No, I was telling him, I was telling him, I was like, well, you feel me? Like the the car that my mother had gave me or whatever, right? It was uh the car that my mother, it was giving me a little problem. So in Eastern, I didn't really have too many mechanics around. But it was crazy because when I got to Cambridge, you know, Josh, Daryl, all of them, they know Jimmy, they all know how to work yeah. on the car. <laughs> so it was like, thank God for Cambridge. But um, <laughs> I was telling, I was telling Mike, I was like, Mike, like. Um, I'm getting, I'm having problems getting back and forth to my job because I'm in Easton and I, I work in Cambridge. I'm like, I know there's a house in Cambridge. I'm like, um, you think that you can switch me over to where as though, to where as though I can be in Cambridge? Like, it was just something about Cambridge. Like, my sponsor was in Cambridge. I met a lot of good guys in Cambridge. I heard that the the house in Cambridge was one of the best houses in Cambridge. So I'm like, I'm trying to get in Cambridge. So Mike was like, oh, give me some time. Uh, it's going to take a little while. So every time I would see Mike, he was like, give me some time. I'm like, man, this man talking about too much time, man. Like, I don't know how much time I got left. <laughs> 
So like I just was patient with the whole situation. So one day he called me, he gave me the code number, and he was like, I'm moving you to Cambridge. Like pack your stuff up, take your car, go to Cambridge. So that's how I ended up in Cambridge. Um, when I got here, I was a little uncomfortable because a couple of guys made me feel uncomfortable, but it all worked out for me. Um, because all y'all guys seem to be cool, you feel me? And like at the end of the day, it don't matter who I'm around, cool guys or whoever gonna do whatever they're gonna do, I'm still gonna be me through my process. So um, you know, once the house starts switching around, call was the house manager, um, call had left. Then um, it was you, Bonds, wasn't it? Yep. yep. yep it you, was me after Carl for a little bit. Yep. You became the house manager, and um, you, Josh was the assistant house manager. Then yep. eventually, you had got your um, you had got your time to um leave the house and go on about your your journey or whatever. And um, Josh became the house manager, and I became the assistant house manager. And um, once Josh had had his baby and he got his place with his girl. Then I became the house manager at Cambridge at the Gratitude House. So this is where I'm at now. And um, I'm doing pretty well for myself. Like I said, I'm the house manager out here. Um, the same treatment facility that I was in, I'm a tech there. Shit, I think it's, it's going on about a year I've been there too. And um oh, yeah. And then I remember, I remember having them like them temp, them temp agency jobs like in Baltimore to where though I was making $14, $13 an hour. And now I have a permanent job with 401k. And, you know, I'm getting top dial. I'm a fellow operator there. So, like, basically, I'm through my process, man. I just learned how to be a hardworking man and uh, be dedicated to everything I do. But no matter what, I stay clean through my whole process. So, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. What a journey, man. It's it's mind blowing to me every single day, man. You know, like so, so many of the people in my life today and in, in my recovery network, man, like, you know, to really sit down, talk with them, hear their whole journey. Like, you know, it just fills me, fills me with so much hope, you yeah. know, like people really do have the ability to, you know, whatever it is we want to accomplish in this life, man, you know, if we set yeah. our minds to it, we can really achieve it. And that's that's something just like you were saying, man, like that's something that I never really even considered before I found recovery. Right. And so I, you know, started meeting guys like Mike, you know, you say, you said, shout out to Mike, huge shout out to Mike, man. But yeah, man, you know, when I, when I first, first got down there to Cambridge and moved into that recovery house, man, you know, meeting guys like Carl, you know, Derek, you know, I mean, Josh, he, you know, he went back out, but then came back. So, <laughs> you know, Josh was my first roommate when I moved in. I never knew that. Yep. yep. Yeah. But yeah, man, you know, once, once I was able to, you know, just how you said, man, getting, getting outside of that, um, that kind of constant cycle, right. Cause I went through that too, man. I had a real hard time, you know, changing up my people, places and things at first. And, you know, before before I finally got to my bottom and went to treatment, you know, I was trying to get clean for a little while. The longest time I had at longest time I'd had before, too, was also six months. Okay. Um, and I had six months clean and sober. And just like you said, man, it's actually a very similar story. On the party. Yeah, it was <laughs> I had six months clean and sober and, and then it was my 21st birthday. 
Yeah, and my twenty first birthday, you know, I went back over to College Park and I was hanging around the same people, and you know, I had a little drink, and you know, things just went south from there, man. Yeah. So I really had to get to a place, you know, I was faced with the faced with the decision when I got out of treatment. Um, you know, I've only ever been to treatment one time, only ever been in one recovery house. Um, so I always like to say this is my first time in recovery, like really giving it a shot. It's not my mm-hmm. first time getting clean, but you know, it's my first time actually like saying to myself, like truly surrendering. Um, right. and you know, finally taking some advice and suggestions, right? People have been trying to give me advice and suggestions. Um, mm-hmm. but I always th- thought I had my own shit figured out. Right. Um, so it was a really humbling process for me to, you know, not go back to school, not go back over there to college park, you know, take that time away, you know, because I wanted to just go right back to University of Maryland, man. I wanted to go back, be around all my friends. Um, I didn't want anything to change, man. I th- thought I'd done my, you know, my time in rehab and that I was going to be good. Yeah. Um, But I'm so glad, man. You know, it's the best decision I ever made to you know, to come to Cambridge, come to that recovery house, right? You know, the people in my life today, right? The people I'm closest with in my life today are all in recovery, man. Outside of my outside of my family and my girlfriend, of course. But, you know, it's how it goes, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing your story, bro. I really appreciate yeah, that. You already know, man. Like I like I've I've came to the point in my life. I've came to the point in my life, right? Like, okay, I've got this for so I, I got a lot of like experience as far as what's going on with me. So now it's all about giving back. Absolutely, man. Definitely it's all about giving Absolutely, back. Absolutely, man. Yeah, bro. So, um, so yesterday, um, I went to Avenues for the second time. Shannon had called me because somebody had canceled for the meeting. And they was like, um, she was like, Sean, like, I need you. Like, somebody canceled the meeting. <laughs> no problem. Like, I'm on my way. Like, like, this is what I do. Like. This is like really a full time job for me. Like I know these people in these treatment facilities, like they have a lot of issues and stuff like that. And even with us being clean, we still have issues. So it's all about 100 percent. Yeah. So it's all about giving back, showing people like you feel me. It is people out here that give you a shot of hope to as though you can do what you need to do as far as your recovery in your life. So I feel like this is what I'm here for now. Uh and I always pray for like days like this to where as though I can be a leader and not a follower as far as following people doing negative things. Now I can be a leader and do some positive things and show people the right way. You know? Hell yeah, man. So that's Absolutely, I- bro. It's- that's I do. Yeah, man. Hey, speaking of avenues, bro, I never realized it was that big. It's yeah, a huge man. treatment facility, man. Yeah, I remember the, you know, the first first time I went there to speak, uh, you know, my guy John hit me up to go out there and speak. And uh, you know, I was I was expecting it to be, you know, like a typical treatment center, you know, maybe like 30, 40 people. Bro, I walk in there, it's like a hundred people, man. You know, like, yeah, like it's a like it's a uh, like a, a concert or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool though, man, it's to see so many people in there that's trying to stay clean. So you, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's our job to come in there and let them know. You feel me? Like it's things that you can go through, but you can you can get through them through the grace of God and our God is anonymous or whatever your the God of your understanding is, man. Like you can get through whatever as long as you put your mind to it. You get around some good people. You feel me? That's in your networking, man. Anything is possible. If we can do it, I know they can do it, right, Bonds? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. 
Yeah, man. And, you know, talking about giving back, it's so huge, man. You know, a huge part of my recovery. And, you know, it's been getting more and more lately ever since I moved out here to Arlington, Virginia, man, is, you know, getting involved in speaking. I, I spoke at a high school not too long ago, man. It was it was wow. a great time. And, bro, I was, was so nervous to go in there, man. <laughs> a lot of students there? Or it was, whole gym? So, so technically it was after school, right? So it was probably only about like, probably like a hundred kids. I think it was like all the athletes, you know, like their coaches probably made them go and stuff like wow. that. Um, but it was, it was, it was a great experience, man. And, you know, I speak at rehabs and detoxes. I was, I was taking a meeting into a detox out in Chantilly, Virginia for like six months. And then, you know, a couple months ago, I started bringing a, a meeting into a rehab out here in Arlington. Um, okay. so now I do, I, you know, I speak at this rehab every Monday night, man, I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow night, seven to 8 PM. And, you know, it's okay. always a really humbling experience, man. It fills me, fills me with so much hope and gratitude, right. To be able to go in there, you know, see, the, see some of those guys, right. I, I speak at an all men's treatment facility here in Arlington okay. and, um, man, you know, like it kind of just brings me right back and it shows me, I always, I always like to say to the guys, like, you know, regardless of what anyone has told you, like, I'm super fucking proud of you guys for being here and you're filling me with hope, right? It shows me that you believe in yourselves and believe there's other possible outcome, right? Yeah. Um, so it allows me to believe in myself a little bit more. Um, they're always, they're always kind of taken aback at that, right? And, and bro, when I, when I first got clean, I didn't really understand that whole part of like, you know, they say we can only keep what we have by giving it away. Yeah. Um. And where I'm at today now, man, if I, you know, if I didn't speak, if I didn't show up for, you know, my responsibilities and commitments as far as recovery goes, like, I, I doubt I'd still be clean, man, if I didn't give back, you know, right. it keeps keeps me in that mindset of, okay, I have to put my recovery first, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I can, it's real easy for me to start thinking I got this shit figured out, you know, it's real easy for me to start thinking, oh, maybe I don't need a meeting tonight, you know, you know, things are going great in terms, you know, I got this new apartment down here in Arlington, Virginia, you know, I got a job, got a career, you know, all, all sorts of other stuff going on in my life. And, you know, none of that would exist if I didn't put my recovery first. Yeah, it's called it's basically it's called being humble, man, because, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, man, if you don't be humble about this recovery thing, man, it's, it's easy. Like the things that you can have can just go just like that. Yeah. You feel me? And I seen I seen it happen with a lot of people. Like if you get too cocky with this recovery thing, man, you can lose it all in just one second. And like and that's just a learning experience for me. Like, oh, no, I don't want to be that person. You feel right. Me? Right. And and, and and it hurts to say that about certain people. But hey, like it is what it is. Like I got to you feel me? I got to protect myself as far as learning from these people. But. I'm just grateful that some of these people make it back because at the end of the day, some of them die, some of them go to jail or some of them still in the streets homeless or whatever going on with them. So I'm just grateful for the people that's trying to come back or is coming back or trying to do whatever they need to do. Why they going through whatever they going through, man, because this recovery thing is hard, but. It can't be worse than whatever you was going through through your addiction. Right. <laughs> that's. <laughs> So, I know that's right, man. Definitely, man. Yeah, bro. I just I just stay humble, man. Just do what I need to do, man. I, I just be in go mode. You feel me? Like um when I leave this recovery house at I'm I'm done um working with gratitude. Like I already asked Mike, like Mike, like when I leave here, man, can I can I still have a job here? <laughs> <laughs> you feel 
really because I I love gratitude, man, and and I asked them like I still want to be around, but um like I'm working on building my credit and um I want to get me a house on this side so I can uh get my daughter over here with me because she's a big part of my recovery process. So I want her over here with me. I want her to get away from Baltimore and show her a new way of life the same way that I'm, I'm living a new way of life. Yeah. You know? So that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful, man. And I know you're going to do it too. I know yeah. you're going to do it, man. Yeah. That's my goal, man. That's my biggest goal to just have my daughter with me and be the, be the, the best father that I, that I, that I really want to be like, I'm being a great dad right now, but at the end of the day, I want to be greater, you know? Yeah. And I know yeah. I will do it. Hell yeah. Stuff, man. yeah, man. Always, always trying to better yourself is one of the best, best forms of motivation. Um, And it's crazy, man. I used to, you know, I used to not even, not even view it that way. You know, I used to have such low self-esteem and such a low, you know, my my view of myself, like my self-worth and everything was really based in like, definitely not based in spiritual principles, man. You know, I used to base it on material stuff or, you know, if I was basing it on anything at all. Uh, but man, one of, one of the biggest things I've taken away from recovery, man, is each day knowing that I can better myself, like yeah. it fires me up, man. It keeps, keeps me going, man. I want to wake up tomorrow morning and become better tomorrow than I was right. today. Whereas, you know, I used to sit there and think about, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, I'll never achieve this. I'll never be able to do this. And all all that would do is just continue that downward spiral, man. Yeah. Did, did you ever realize, though, like from day to day, like it gets better, you know? Oh, yeah. As long as you don't pick up. Like, <laughs> like, like I wake up, like sometimes I wake up and I'll be like, wow, like I just feel like um, I feel like the growth in me. You feel me? Like the way I'm maturing the way I'm doing things different um, from day to day. Like, I just be really feeling like, yeah, like I'm becoming a, a, a different person and it's not a different person in a negative way is a, is, is a, a person in a positive way. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful to be a man today. Cause I like, I, pl I played around with my life for so long, man. So now I'm serious about, um, I'm I'm definitely serious about the way that I live today. So Hell yeah. yeah, gotta be man, gotta be. Yeah, bro, dude. So when um something I'm interested in about right, I've I've been on this topic lately. You know, talking to a couple of my guys in recovery on this right is, you know, finding you know new sources of motivation. Right, like for me, um, you know, a lot of the things that you know I when I was you know first clean right. Throughout this process, I've really seen my, like you were just saying, right? I've seen myself mature and grow, and I've seen myself be able to set new goals for myself, right? And, you know, sometimes I've I've been thinking lately that the things I used to use and the mindset I used to have to keep me motivated in early recovery, like for me, that's really, it's it's changed a good amount um, because I, you know, for probably like the first like few months, you know, a big part of my motivation was like, just, just don't get high. Just don't pick up like whatever I can do to just not pick up. Like, like every, every thought, every action I did was trying to, you know, focus on that one thing, right? Like distracting myself, always, always in motion, always doing stuff, um, yeah. always keeping busy. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm at a point today in my life where I, I feel a lot more comfortable 
and and more at peace when I'm just sitting with myself, right? Boredom used to be a really big trigger for me. Um, and I used to, you know, use that as motivation to to always be getting stuff done. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas now, you know, that's kind of shifted away from me. So I'd, right. I'd be curious to hear, you know, like throughout your throughout your journey, like what are some ways that you've been able to find new, new, new forms of motivation? Um, basically like, um, new forms of motivation. I don't know. Like, um, basically I just been, it's like, I get up every day. Like, and I say like, Sean, like, I already know what I need to do. Um, stay away from a lot of distractions. You feel me? That's that's my favorite line right there. No distractions. You feel me? I like me? that. <laughs> <laughs> no distractions. I was I was trying to make my clothing line about that soon, but we're gonna talk about that later. But hey. um, yeah, like no distractions because like through this process, it will be people out here that will try to distract you from the bigger picture. Like I tell people mm. that, especially the people that I love the most, no distractions is gonna be people out here that's gonna distract you from the bigger picture. You gotta always remember what are you here for. That's why um one of the, one of the sayings in the meetings. What are you here for? I love that because I remember exactly what I'm here for. Um, so, um, I know I'm here to to change my life and be a better person. So even even since I've been here, man, like it's crazy. Like I've um I've removed myself from a lot of people that I thought were my friends. You feel me? Um, I've removed myself from certain situations that I thought wasn't cool. And the crazy thing, like, I'm still clean. And these people that I've been around, like, they back out there or uh, they go back out there for months and come back or they would uh, talk crazy to me or about me, but they still got to come back to me. You feel me? Like, it'd be certain things. It'd be certain things like that, bro. But at the end of the day, like, I understand. um, I understand. You feel me? Like, I can't knock a person for whatever they do or how they do it. But only, like I said, only thing I can do is do what I need to do for myself. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's just stay clean and do what I need to do. And um, yeah, so basically, man, um, my motivation is just to know, it's just to know um, as far as that pain that I've been through, I always look at that pain at the beginning and be like, no, I'm not going back um, to my addiction of the things that I was doing because I don't want to feel that pain no more. Yeah. So once I remember that pain, that just motivates me. You feel me to keep on pushing and going the way I need to be. Yeah. Because that pain was a vicious cycle, bro. Like, mm. woo. <laughs> like I, I remember them days, bond. Like, and I can I can keep it real with you, bro. I remember them days, uh being outside all night because my girlfriend or the girlfriend or my girlfriend wouldn't let me in the house because I was too intoxicated. I'd be waking the kids up, yelling and screaming. I remember days like that. Um, I remember days when uh, walking in the corner store wanting to have a beer and I had to ask this person for 50 cent and that person for 50 cent and that person for 50 cent just to get a, a dollar and 50 cent just to get a 24 ounce and I drink it in 15 seconds then I'm asking for another beer you feel me 
um, getting intoxicated, losing all, using my wallet and my money. That's why I ain't have no documentation when I first came to the Eastern Shore. Like, I got to have, I got to put all of that stuff up front mm. so, so I can remember, like, okay, uh, this is where I was at then. This is where I'm at now. Like, I didn't have two cars since I've been over here. You feel me? I don't have a I don't have a problem with my income right now. I'm building my credit. Like this is things that I wouldn't have never thought of if I was in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, yeah. like I'm doing I'm doing big boy stuff today. So, <laughs> like, so why would I want to go back to you feel me living like a bum, being on the streets, going in and out of jail? You feel me? No, like I like I just keep that motivation. Like going backwards is not the option. Moving forward is definitely where I need to keep going. So, absolutely, man. Yeah, dude, I can one hundred percent agree, big time on on all the stuff you were saying about you know remembering the pain. Um, you know, and, and I'm I'm really glad you bring that up, right? Because I I kind of have to catch myself, and it's something I've learned from recovery, right? Is you know similar to your story man you know when i in my early days of using like back in high school and you know my freshman year of college right i had a lot of fun man right like a lot of big parties a lot of crazy wild times you know a lot of funny stories yeah. and um you know sometimes i get caught up in uh i like to call it selective memory yeah you know i've heard that's that's what people have you know told me is like you know i got to be careful of that selective memory right because I'll remember the good times. I'll remember the fun times. Um, but I'll like push out of my mind all the reasons why I'm here in recovery in the first place. Wow. Um, so, man, in terms of motivation for me, man, you know, I feel like it's, it's exactly what you said, man. I got to remind myself to play that tape all the way through and remind myself what it is that I'm doing here. You know, like, why did I start this journey of recovery in the first place? And what is it that I want to continue doing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's real easy for me to remember the fun times partying and forget about the times ODing at my mom's house and getting have, you know, getting found by my little brother. Right. right? I wouldn't even be here today if my little brother didn't find me. Right. Um, you know, the countless times where I OD'd and. You know, my ex-girlfriend woke up in the middle of the night to the, the sounds of me, you know, on my back, choking on my vomit. She had to put me on my side, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, man. I was I was living really, really sick for a really long time, man. And, you know, being able to look at my life today and and realize, like, no matter what, I never have to go back to that way of life again. Right. You know, every time I say that stuff, like, I mean, you see me now, bro. I can't stop smiling yeah, when right. I say that, you know, I never have to go back never. to that way of life. So, you know, stuff like that just keeps me, man, it keeps me so grounded. Mm -hmm. um, and it really, really motivates me to, to do the shit that I don't want to do. You know, like when I'm tired from a long day of work, like, oh, I don't want to hit the gym. I don't want to go hit this meeting. I don't want to pick up the phone and talk to my network. You know, I just want to go home, eat fast food, chill on the couch and watch TV. Like, yeah. come on, man. If I start doing that every single day, uh -huh. come on, that's old habits creeping right back in, man. So it's huge, man. And, and I, I want to say thanks for bringing that up, man. It's, it's really important. It's a really important topic, right? right? To play that tape all the way through. You know, people say that shit to me all the time. And the crazy thing, like that wasn't even a topic that I I thought I was gonna bring to you. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes it's just like what's really going on with me yeah. is what I bring to the table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man.
So I'm glad I'm glad that I I'm glad that I was able <clears throat> I'm glad I was able to bring up something that can help both of us through our process, you know. Yeah, man. Absolutely, yeah. bro. 100%. That's what it's all about, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hell yeah, brother. It's it's so good to hear that, you know, stuff's going good in terms of work and everything for you, man. It's great to hear from you. I'm yeah, uh bro. I'm gonna be trying to plan a, a visit over there to the eastern shore soon, man. Definitely gotta get over there. And I gotta get up, I gotta get up Virginia too. I know, Thanks, uh, you gotta come yeah, to check told, out the they place, told, man. They told me it's not that far either. So what yeah. two hours? Yeah, probably right around okay. two hours from, from Cambridge. Okay, I got you, man. Yes, I sir. definitely be there. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, I think think that's a fantastic way to wrap things up, bro. Sean, thanks so much again, man. Thanks for coming on the pod, bro. You know, I really appreciate it. Thanks oh, bro, I love you, story, man. man. You got a real inspirational story, man. And uh, you, man. Hey, you, man. it's a lot different over there on the Eastern Shore than it is Baltimore, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> I love no it, more. though, man. You know, I was I grew up over there on the Eastern Shore, man. I grew up in Kent County. And it's, uh, you know, it's different, man, but it's, it's something about being over there. You know, sometimes I do miss that, uh, that slower pace of life. Um, it's, yeah. it's nice, man. I'm, I'm really grateful for all the people I've met over there, man. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. But yeah, bro. Sean, thanks again, man. It's been a fantastic episode. And I want to say thanks again to everyone who tuned in to listen this week. And, uh, as always, we do like to say that here on the Sunday recovery podcast, you know, you may hear us talk about NA, AA, you may hear us talk about meetings and, uh, you know, other 12-step programs, but it's important that we say we're not affiliated with any 12-step programs. You know, we right. like to remain autonomous from them. We have no affiliation with any 12-step program. Um, okay. But yeah, Sean, thanks again, brother. Love you, man. I love you more, brother. Oh, uh, yeah. All, All right. Righty, we'll catch you guys next Sunday. All right.